Hello again and welcome to your USCCA member-only content. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. I am here once again with noted criminal defense attorney Tom Grieve, also a former state prosecutor. And Tom, we are going through step-by-step the elements that happen before, during, and after a defensive gun use or a self-defense incident. And we're breaking them down into five-minute segments so that they're easy to consume. People get a basic understanding of what's going to happen if they need to defend themselves. So at this point, we're talking about the investigation. So in the next five minutes, let's talk about what happens during this investigative phase of what's going on. What are the police looking for? And what can you do to help yourself during this situation? You got five minutes, you're on the clock. All right, so picking up just very briefly from the scene, they're gonna be talking to as many witnesses as possible. They're going to be looking for, hopefully, as many cameras that might be out there. So they might be going to different businesses and asking to see if the business owner is willing to turn over their tape. Otherwise, they'll basically get a warrant for it um, or subpoena, as the case may be. Um, but they're going to be trying to gather as who's all here, talk to as many people as possible, get as many names and statements as possible to try to re-piece together, um, to try to reconfigure exactly here's what is that that took place. Okay, um, They don't always do the best job, candidly. Uh, I've had cases where um, witnesses were not contacted, uh, where um, incomplete interviews were given, uh, or interviews where there were lots of leading questions of, well, you know, you saw this guy pull his gun first, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So these are all things that a, that a, a knowledgeable defense attorney needs to be on the lookout for. Okay, well, what did they miss? What businesses did they miss? You know, if you do have access to these witnesses, because different states have different laws about how can you talk to, um, how can you talk to basically the parties involved in a criminal case, okay? Example here in Wisconsin, there is no criminal deposition statute. I cannot issue subpoenas and compel witnesses to come talk to me. Many other states there are, mm -hmm. okay? So your, your attorney is going to have different powers and rules that are available to them to assist you. But law enforcement's gonna be gathering all this sort of, of information, uh, and they, they might be looking through your social media posts. Is this somebody who's a hothead? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was gonna get to that, that uh, um, you're, you're talking about the investigation happening outside the scope of who you are, but you, who are involved in the defensive gun use, you have to remember that you as the good guy, you're standing there waiting for the police to come, and now you are, quote unquote, assisting in the investigation. Are the police going to be looking at you very seriously? Because one, you're easy to get a hold of, and you're right there. Oh, they're going to be taking an extremely close look at you, and hopefully, they'll be taking just as good of a look at uh, the bad guy, the attacker, and if they have him, if they know who that was. Um, but they're going to be taking a close look at you. Did your firearm have Punisher decals? Did they have some sort of aggressive messaging about you know smile and wait for flash or something written on the front of it, right? Those are all things, you know, what kind of shirt were you wearing? Was your shirt similarly aggressive? Um, did you have those sorts of decals in the back of your car or automobile? Um, these are all things where our discussion and my thoughts are not centered around, is that fair? Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah. So whether you think it's fair or not, immaterial, we just have to deal with it. So my suggestion to folks is always don't, don't start with your, your feet in the hole here. 
okay, by having all that kind of stuff out there, by making provocative posts on social media. And look, obviously, I don't know right now whether or not you would have any kind of relationship with this attacker. Maybe it was a complete random act of violence where you were targeted for an armed robbery on the street. Maybe this is somebody who it's an old, uh, you know, an ex-coworker uh, with an axe to grind against you for whatever particular reason. There's obviously nearly unlimited scenarios that this could that could define your relationship with your attacker and therefore could influence the course and shape the investigation but the bottom line is that all of your messaging and by messaging i'm talking about what do you say to police what do you say to the witnesses what do you say when you're waiting for the police to arrive to the 911 dispatcher what do you say in your messaging as far as what do you post on social media what's your reputation within the community either previous police contacts uh, all that kind of stuff, all of your messaging, which is just what you put out there into the world, that's all part of your case potentially. And people need to understand that um, this this investigation is now focused on you because the police know there has been a shooting. Right. They know who was involved in the shooting. It's you. And the investigation is to see if the shooting was justified, to see if you were justified in taking the actions that you did. So, um, Clearly, they're going to be taking a close look at you and what you did and your frame of mind and, and all of the things that led up to this. Right. And it's going to be an extensive investigation. It's not going to be done probably within an hour or within a day. They may be issuing subpoenas to access your cell phone records, to access your your uh, your different app history. Even if you think it's been erased off your phone, it's probably either, if not stored in your phone, it will likely also be stored in some sort of corporate software and some sort of data hub somewhere. Mm -hmm. So um, people have a very loose relationship with um, their knowledge of what they do and how much fingerprints they leave on the internet. It's all going to come back to roost. Yeah, we're going to take a look at every single element that's out there, the, the police officers, because, and quite honestly, I put this into real terms, quite honestly, what has happened is a very serious situation. We can't just be having people running around shooting other people and not look into it. Right. So um, when we're dealing with a defensive gun use, we want to make sure that it indeed was a defensive gun use and it was justified. Our time is up. Did we miss anything important about what to pay attention to before, during, or after the investigation into your actions? The one thing I, I always want to highlight for clients, and the one thing I'll, I'll kind of add here, is the fact that there's going to be contradicting information that comes out. If you've got five witnesses, you've got five versions of what happened. Yeah. All right. That's, that's real life. It may not be the ideal, but that's real life cameras, you know what, just because you see one in the parking lot doesn't mean it was working, doesn't mean it was recording, doesn't mean that it wasn't grainy, far more grainy than you think, mm -hmm. um, particularly old cameras. You know, it's um, it can be a, a much more of a frustrating and drawn out process because we as the defense have extraordinarily limited access to the evidence until the case is, has progressed to a certain degree. Well, I want to thank you very much for your time, Tom. And folks, I need to remind you, again, this is not legal advice. This is just getting you started at the top of the funnel so you understand what is going to happen to you, right or wrong, when you're involved in a defensive gun use or you have to use self-defense to protect yourself or a loved one. It's your responsibility to know the laws, follow the laws, and have this plan in place so that you understand what will happen to you. The aftermath of a shooting goes on far longer than the shooting itself. Have a plan, follow that plan, and make sure you know what's going to happen. 
I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine, here again with Tom Grieve, noted criminal defense attorney. This has been your member-only content, a special service we provide from the USCCA to our members. Thank you for watching.